Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Friday morning. If you were with us a few minutes ago, Key, don't worry. We'll get back to the football conversation here in just a second. I know we got to talk about it. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. It's championship weekend. Of course, the Lakers are the reigning NBA champions picking up a win over the Bucks yesterday. Key, your quick thoughts on watching the Lakers. And then I want to quickly get into the Giannis LeBron discussion, which is very interesting. I know you monitor every Laker game, even though you live 3,000 miles away. Well, yeah, I do. I watch them. I mean, that, you know, it, I watched them last night because of the matchup of the Giannis situation. But Jen was on with us just now. Lada was on with us out of Milwaukee, and, and she said that Giannis is still trying to figure out where his role is on the team. And I, and I was going to I was gonna tell Jay to, to ask her a question, but then I was thinking, okay, well, if, if he's trying to figure out his role, didn't they just give him a max deal because his role is the Milwaukee Bucks? You are the role? Like, I don't get why he's trying to figure out his role. I just gave you all this money, man. Take control. Be in charge. They didn't pay you because you was big. They paid you because you was big and good in their eyes. You shouldn't have to figure out your role. I, I don't understand that. You got to pick your way through things. No. No, you got to be the guy. Period. Like, you've got to dominate on both ends of the floor. You cannot be uh, passive-aggressive. You've got to just be the guy. I, I, don't, I don't get that, Jay. He guarded AD last night, but offensively, I mean, look, he had 25 points, 12 rebounds, decent numbers for Giannis. I think there's a lot more. He shot an air ball last night. Um, but he's always going to get – he's always going to fill up the stat line, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean but the last game versus the Nets, he had, 30, he had 34, right? 34, I think, in 15. It was a different, it was a different feel. I, you know, these last two games, Key, just I think the Nets are a layer above the Milwaukee Bucks. I think the Los Angeles Lakers are a layer above the Milwaukee Bucks. And that's why I asked Jen that question about, you know, people on Twitter were like, oh, you, know, you can't compare anybody to, to Kobe. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not comparing anybody in this league right now to Kobe. I'm saying, who is the closer? Because the guy that you paid 40-plus million dollars to, he's going to get you those numbers, but he's not going to close games for you. Is that Drew Holiday? Like, I don't know if that's Chris Middleton. I watched Chris Middleton in the bubble last year. I watched him against the Nets. I'm, I'm not sure. I think maybe it has to be Drew Holiday. But that's, that's always going to be the question we're going to ask about the Bucks, Because the closer isn't the guy that you gave a super max deal to. Well, a part of closing is not just shooting a jumper. Part of closing is getting the ball in your hand, creating the foul, getting the and one, whatever the case may be. That is who you are as a closer. And, and clearly – you know, when you start using names of Kobe and the Michael Jordans and the LeBron Jameses and the Steph Currys, people start to think about shooting deep threes. And, and that's not what you're saying. What you're saying is the dog down the stretch. Yes. I'm going to take five of the next seven shots. Give me the ball and get out the I'll way. Give, I'm going to make a f- play happen. Five of the next seven shots I'm taking, period. There's nothing else to talk about. And then I'm meeting you. Whoever brings the ball up court, that's your dog. I'm meeting you. That was very interesting, Jason. It's just a Um, a laptop. Go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to meet you at half court, and I'm slapping the wood, and I'm getting ready to go. That's what we're talking about when we say closer. I'm not passing off. No, I'm not passing off. No, I'm not. 
Jay, let me ask you this. This is something I want you to take me inside the mind of an athlete. Maybe it's obvious, but just help me understand this. So LeBron is a season at 34, and of course, after the game, mm-hmm. they ask him, look, man, was there any extra motivation? LeBron was not particularly subtle in the bubble. that He was pissed that he did not win the MVP last year. Giannis won a second straight, and Giannis also edged AD for the D player of the year. In that regard, I know he said it on the surface, no extra motivation. What do you think really he's thinking in his mind after last night? I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know about – Key probably spoke his mind way more than me when I was a player, but I can tell you exactly how I'd answer questions. I would say, you know, we're here as a team. Oh, we're trying gosh. to do exactly what we came here to do. And then as soon as I step off that podium, I'm on the phone with my boys and be like, I'm going to beat his head in every time I see him. <laughs> every time I see him, I'm going to make sure my foot is on his throat and he knows that I am the MVP of this league. That's how LeBron James thinks. I mean, think about his teammate, Marcus Soule. I'll take you back to 2013. Do you know one of the things that – that pissed LeBron off more than anything, that he didn't win Defensive Player of the Year that year. You know why? Because LeBron James was on first team, all defense. Marcus Ole was on second team, all defense, but yet Marcus Ole won Defensive Player of the Year. And Bron has came out multiple times like, how the hell does that happen? If, if, if LeBron is quibbling over Defensive Player of the Year, you don't think he's sitting here at 36 years old, you know, with how many ever years he has left to play in his career, saying that I got an MVP stolen from me? By Giannis last year for what I did, and we won a championship. Granted, LeBron wants to win a championship more than anything, mm-hmm. but don't get it twisted for one second, Key. He want to win every damn award now. You, you do. I mean, that's why he plays the game. Oh, yeah, you do. You, wanna, you want to show up every single game, and you want to prove to people whether it's loud and vocal or silent and on your own. But what I would say about LeBron in that presser at the end of that game, there was little nuggets that was dropped that suggested that I'm the guy, the guy y'all gave it to is not saying things like, well, he's a great player. He plays, you know, every night I try to play both ends of the floor, both defense and offense. (laughs) It's just little breadcrumbs that my guy LeBron James likes to drop. If you're smart enough to follow him and pick him up, then you'll understand what he's saying, Jay. All day. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. I haven't heard that in a while. (laughs) It's your favorite line of the show. (laughs) On the way, the biggest athlete by a mile in his sport, the face of the sport, is back this weekend. We'll hear from him after I tell you about Stephen A's world. You gotta find it now. Stephen A's world Uh-oh. is there it is. coming. That's <laughs> I got a great it. Show. There it is. Stephen it is. A's world is streaming on ESPN Plus right now. He'll take you inside the biggest interviews, only the way that Stephen A can. Unique guests. In fact, the guest I just told you about appeared on Stephen A's show just yesterday. Snoop Dogg's been on it. Others have been on it. It's Stephen A's world exclusively on ESPN Plus. Sign up now at ESPNPlus.com. And in addition to catching Stephen A's World, you can catch Greeny at 10 a.m. Eastern, Barton Hahn, noon Eastern. Bart is actually, Bart Scott's going to join us in just a few minutes. Max Kellerman at 2 p.m. Eastern, and Shanae and Golick Jr. at 4 p.m. Eastern. Stephen A and the rest of the radio lineup on ESPN Radio, all streaming on ESPN+. McGregor is marquee. He's box office. He's one of the biggest ever in the history of combat sports. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. And we'll start with the QB. Dwayne Haskins is a new team. It's, it's the Pittsburgh Yay. Steelers. You might remember, obviously, everything that happened with him. 15th overall pick in 2019. Kind of flamed out with the Washington football team. Some maturity issues key, but he's got life with another squad. It's, it's great. It's fascinating to see Brian Levy, who represents Dwayne Haskins, who when he fired his guy and Dave Mageta, he hired uh, the same agent that represents Mike Tomlin. So the fix was in. And he landed where he needed to land. Hopefully he gets a fair shot and opportunity to continue his future with the Pittsburgh Steelers. The fix was in. Guess who's getting back in to the octagon? Man, people have been waiting for this. Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier, both made weight. It's official early this morning. This is going to be on Fight Island out there in Abu Dhabi. So we got to wait a while for the time difference. The weigh-in has already happened, Key. Mm. It's 7.14 a.m. in the east. <laughs> 55. You're right. On the nose at 155 for Conor McGregor Poirier, wow. the opponent at 156. Here's we, Conor. And how big yeah. are you? I am 5'11", 157. Ooh, fighting weight, Zubin. Him in. Let's put, put him, him in, in the octagon. Get in there, Zubin. Zubin. Here's the thing. The one rule in UFC is you can't do the eye gouging, and now with the glasses, I'm oh, good. Oh, stop. Right? You, can't, you can't even touch me. <laughs> Slightly more body fat than both of these guys. Here's Conor with Stephen A's world. I was able to find it during the break. Connor on <laughs> Stephen A's world. Whatever you think about Connor, he yaps with the best of them, but his sweat equity with the best of them. My last uh, run out was at the beginning of 2020. All I got was 40 seconds, but I put in a tremendous amount of work to get there. And then after that, you know, with what was going on around the world and that, I got to work. You know, I put my head down. I stayed isolated as, as we all had to, and I got to work in. Now here we are at the beginning of 2021. And I'm in prime condition. I've got myself down to the lightweight frame, the 155-pound uh, frame, and I'm ready to go. It's been a tremendous journey to do this, and I'm in immense, uh, immaculate condition, and I look forward to showcasing it. So he really is like a badass. No doubt. Oh, yeah, no all doubt. All the time, Key. Like, I, you know, I, I haven't zoomed. I, I mean, you know, it's a great fight. People love it and stuff like that, but I haven't really, like, sat down and just studied it up. Mm-hmm. Hold on, Key. Hold on, Key. Zubin. Yeah. You're a fighter. You're you're in fighting shape right now. Mm-hmm. You hit the mark. I know you got the glasses on. Man, stop. Pull up that sleeve a little bit and show me some of the flex. <laughs> show me some of the flex. I want to see what we're working with. Give me a little something to work with. Come also, on. Also, my intimidating beard. I've got my mountain man look. I've got everything going here for me. Give me so, a flex. Give me like a little. Uh, 
sir. Give me one of those, Zubin. Come on. Man, stop. What? <laughs> Zubin is not a fighter. He's a lover. <laughs> but, but as Jay has often said, both things can be true. Yes. <laughs> yes, sometimes Zubin, I love it. Some, sometimes one's a little more enjoyable than the other. <laughs> let, me just, let me just quickly mention this about UFC to Key's point. We got Bart Scott hanging. We got football chatter coming. What the one really important thing, the return of McGregor to this sport is so important. We're going to have Dana White on a little Where later. Where did he go? Well, he had just been away. He had just yeah. been away. He said he was gonna, he'd retired, quote-unquote, twice, yeah. kind of walking away. Nobody really bought the second one because, he, you know, that whole thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Zubin, he had that situation happen at the bar, too, right? Where, like, Correct. an older he gentleman slugged like back, a, yeah. yeah, he slugged uh, yeah. a guy <laughs> at a bar like an older gentleman in Ireland. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Just, he's been crazy. Bottom line is Dana White's going to join us, the UFC president at 9-10. And one of the biggest questions Dana is always grappling with is what happens when this dude walks away, right? Tiger walks away from golf. What are we going to do? Where are we going to go? When Connor says, I'm done, he's the only bankable guy. He's the only guy the casual people have heard of. So we'll talk about it with Dana well, coming yeah, up. Well, yeah, I'm a casual guy. And, and when it comes Can to you UFC, name any other fighter besides him? I think there was a Jones guy, a black dude named Jones. John Bones Jones. Yeah, I remember yeah. Right? him. But think about it. The idea yeah. that you kind of just struggle to find like, other one that, other guy. Uh, the ex-football player, uh, Greg Hardy, Greg Hardy, right. and then my old teammate, Johnny Martin, they got knocked out in the ring after two seconds. That's... You mean Nate Robinson? Oh, <laughs> stop, yeah. man. Leave what? I mean, wait, he's a friend of mine, too. I mean, I just, just, just wasn't I'm, good. You know, all good. We'll talk to Dana White at 9, 10 a.m. Eastern. But again, you can uh, get the fight Saturday night ESPN plus ESPN pay-per-view ESPN plus. It begins at 10 p.m. Eastern. You can lock it in. I might go ahead and do that. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's the return of the notorious MMA as we return to football talk. You know Patrick's going to play in this football game. You know they're going to score points. It's a championship game. He's well, he going should. To play. He should play. I just look forward to how does he handle that first hit. And the Buffalo Bills advance to the AFC championship game. They're the closest team in the AFC to the Kansas City Chiefs. Josh Allen is every bit as good as Patrick Mahomes. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Bart, what's up, man? What up, Bart? Man, what it do, man? Let me, let me, I, see, let me, I see y'all try to punk, punk uh, Zub, try to make him be like Will Ferrell. <laughs> no. Or get, get, get hard. Like, let me hear your tough face. <laughs> like, oh, man, y'all going to start calling Zub and Mayo. <laughs> let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me ask you something, though, Bart. Okay, so I'm trying to remember when you went up to New England and you did the interview with Sal Powell, right? Yeah. I'm, and, and you said – Thanks a lot for having our back, Key. You yeah. do you do realize I picked the Jets. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm yeah, saying but, way but, to have our back, Key. Exactly. Like, yeah, you exactly. my dog. Like, way, to, way to have our back. Exactly. You need to explain that to Sal Pal. Because for whatever reason, he, yeah, he thinks. No, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't get it. You got to get him in. Sal's our guy. You got to explain it to yeah, him. Because yeah, yeah. they think I was poo-pooing on the Jets when I picked them. Oh, you like, had love. Yeah, that's what I I'm saying. Love. When I went back, Key. Exactly. Was, I, was, I, was, I was hating on Tom Jackson, them black and mild lips. You know what oh, I'm stop, boy. You stop. I no, told Tom you about that. No, Tom, my dog, man. I'm just playing. I love Tom Yeah. I, I wear 57 because Tom Jackson, you know what I'm saying, a little internet could, man, tackling machine. No, you talk about tackling machine, no, but I just wanted to – I wanted to make sure that we cleared the air on that because I couldn't understand. I'm like, I don't think they get it. But we just passed the 10th anniversary of that iconic. Interview. Yeah, can't wait. Well, it yeah. didn't work out yeah. so well yeah. in the end. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. you know, I always yeah. got to go there, Bart. Yeah, we, we, we still waiting. We still waiting. So let me ask you this. The beat, the beefs, the, 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 beefs. the bills <laughs> take on the Chiefs. I combined them. Yeah. Beefs. Uh, the bills take on the Chiefs this weekend on Sunday. How confident are you? 
in the Bills going into Kansas City, regardless to what is happening with Patrick Mahomes right now, coming out of there with a W? Are you confident at all? Um, I, I think that when you look at Kansas City, I think they've been protected. That defense has been protected. And they always get hot during the playoffs because I think, you know, they focus and lock in. And, you know, Kansas City's offense puts so much pressure on the opposing team's offense to perform and they make mistakes. But I think really, you know, you think of, you look at the last four teams that's left and Kansas City has the worst defense. I think that, you know, with Diggs and the maturation of Josh Allen, I think it's going to be a close game irregardless. I mean, I think when the Bills are able to get got, it was the first couple of games. And Kansas City offense hasn't been great. I think um, Josh Allen can be able to, to maybe pull it off if he, you know, introduces this year's Josh Allen to last year's Josh Allen, and he got to say, listen, I don't care about protecting my body. I'm the biggest guy out here. If I see cover one, I'm out. I'm ghost because they don't have a spy that can tackle him. Tackling Josh Allen's like trying to tackle Cam Newton in open space, man. He's big. He's a long strider, and he can break easy tackles, especially when guys don't know how to hit the quarterback in open space because they don't want to be violent and get a targeting penalty or get a 15-yard penalty. What, what's going to be different about the Bucks pack game this time around? Outside, it's going to be cold. <laughs> Yeah, but see, this is the thing, right? Like, much like you know, when, when you think about when Atlanta used to have to go up to Philadelphia and it's like, oh, a dome team that, that, that's not used to playing in cold weather, Tom Brady spent the majority of his career in cold weather. If Antonio Brown plays, he spent the majority of his career in Pittsburgh. Like, I know Green Bay gets cold, but, you know, these are guys that are used to playing in cold weather uh, environments. I don't think that they're going to flinch. Now, I think this is going to be interesting because you talk about the number one rush defense going against what Aaron, Aaron – um, Aaron Jones has been doing, it's going to be interesting to see if they can make Aaron Rodgers one-dimensional. And on the flip side, we've been talking about how great this defense is. Yeah, I love Zaire Alexander. You know, I think he's probably the best corner in the game that people don't really talk about. I know mm-hmm. Ramsey gets all, all the accolades, but he's been equally or he's not the best corner in the game. But at some point, that elephant in the room is – can Green Bay stop a physical run attack? And they weren't able to do that the first game. Let's see if, if they're able to step their game up and if they devise a plan. You know, Mike Patton really shut down um, Henry, but he brought in an extra defensive lineman. You can't do that against the Bucks because they have too many great pass receivers. When you take a, a, a linebacker off or a safety off and you put in a defensive lineman, then that limits you in the, the ability to play complex coverage, to play two-man and all those different things. And you give Tom Brady the answers to the test too early. If Aaron wins a second Super Bowl, what does that say about his legacy, Bart? I mean, I think that puts him in rarefied air. First of all, we're going to say, what the hell took you so long? Because when he won it last time, we thought that, hey, he was the baddest man on the planet. Ten his years organization, ago. Yeah, his organizations did a horrible job in surrounding him with team and talent. Remember, Green Bay was one of these organizations that never spent money in free agency. They always hired from within, and now they start to kind of go out. And if he wins this one, I think you put him – Maybe there with Drew Brees, right? That's rarefied air. I think it it, pass, it makes him pass Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Eli Manning. I mean, people don't really respect Ben the way that I believe that he should be respected, you know, with what he's been able to play and how he plays because it looks so ugly doing it because it's like brute. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers looks like a savant, a savant, you know, when you think about how he's able to – you know, see the game, play the game. It's like a beautiful symphony when he's playing. But if he gets another Super Bowl, you have to elevate him as far as the conversation. I don't put him on Mount Rushmore just yet, but I put him right there, you know, as the next guy in line for the Mount Rushmore with Joe Montana, uh, Tom Brady. You know, you can put Drew Brees up there, and, you know, we'll, we'll argue about the fourth one. 
I I wish yesterday Key, you what? and I what were I do? Oh, okay. sitting down together somewhere, having a drink, watching Dan Campbell's press anymore. conference. Yo, <laughs> what the hell wrong with this dude? What do you think about biting kneecaps? Tell me what your <laughs> breakdown is, Dan Campbell. Listen, man, once again, it takes my hometown to pick somebody that can embarrass the whole city already. Like, man, what the hell are you talking about, man? <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this, though, Bart. Bart, you said you thought that was embarrassing. I'm just asking you. Yeah, I, I mean, like, it didn't look professional, man. Like, you can tough, t- you can tuck, talk, tuck, talk, talk, tough. Slow down. Yeah. He, tough I mean, talk. T- yeah, Beef. tough talk. But, man, like, listen, I, I just don't understand how this dude gets his second opportunity, his second bite at the apple when we got a guy like Leslie Frazier. I didn't even know he was still coaching in the league. Well, I didn't not remember, not, not I a bite at the apple, a bite at the knees. Not a bite yeah, at yeah. the apple, a yeah, bite, bite at the knees. Yeah, bite at the kneecaps, man. Listen, I don't mind him saying you get knocked down and get back up. How many times you'll get knocked out, Glass Joe? Like, what type of chin you talking about your team having? How about saying I'm going to eat them? How about saying I'm going to eat them, them, them punches? I'm going to hurt your fist with my face. But how many times you'll get dropped? I don't. I don't know, man. I just it's it's weird, man. And, and it bothers me the fact that you know he gets another bite of the apple. We didn't even know he was still coaching. And there's so many qualified African American coaches that have an opportunity that should get a second bite of the apple. I think Leslie Frazier's done everything he was supposed to. You know, you got Eric Bieniemy can't even get a, a hit, get his first chance. And nobody talks about Byron Leftwich at all, right? Like all these guys that that are paid their dues. Like you talk about a guy that played the position, a guy that wasn't one of these. Uh, scat, scat backs, Michael Vicks, he was a guy in the pocket, so you can't say he didn't know the game and had to learn coverages. And he he, he had Jameis Winston throw for 5,000 yards last year, and he had Tom Brady, and he should get all the credit because when, you know he's calling the plays because whenever he, you look at Bruce Aaron on the sideline, he's putting up the, 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 uh, the arm patch, uh, you know, the wristband, trying to figure out what play did he just call to be on the same page as he's listening to the headset. He doesn't even get an opportunity. Deuce Staley doesn't even get an opportunity, and all these guys getting hired I've never even heard of in my life. Mm. Bart Scott from Barton Hahn, weekdays from 12 a.m. to 2 p.m. on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus is here this morning with us on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Sam Darnold, man, have we seen the last days of Sam Darnold given the fact that new head coach Robert Sala did not give a major endorsement or didn't really say anything for that matter about keeping Sam on board? Well, I mean, he really couldn't, right? This is about Mike LaFleur and what they figure out when they break down the film, how he fits in the system, uh, what opportunities they have. Because if you have an opportunity, a legitimate opportunity to get Deshaun Watson, I don't care who was your quarterback. If he wasn't named Mahomes, Allen, um, uh, Lamar Jackson, then you have to consider because I think he's a top five quarterback that's been playing with both hands tied behind his back because the organization hasn't given him the best chance to win. Um, so Sam Donald, yeah, he's on deck, but I mean, it's like it's like, you know, it's like uh, Jerry Allen being upset that they traded for James Harden. Like, yo, he's a better player. He's a once in a lifetime generational player. He's a franchise CEO. You have to take that shot. But if not, you have you give yourself options, and you know what this is, man. In life, the best thing to have is options. They have the option to either trade Sam Darnold and, and use the number two pick to reset the clock. Or they can trade. They can keep Sam Darnold, move down and acquire more uh, draft equity and build around Sam Darnold if they feel like, hey man, I believe that Sam Darnold's better than Jimmy G. So if he's better than Jimmy G, he, you look at what you know they were able to do with that San Francisco running game, what they were able to do, you know, with that play action game. So I think Sam Darnold should be worried, and he should be talking to his agent and trying to figure out contingency plans if he needs to go. Uh, but Sam Darnold can go down to Houston 
and the Jets can give them the best package, and then Houston can still pick somebody with the second pick and have a veteran quarterback that you don't have to force a young quarterback into the, into, into the game early before they're ready. Bart Scott will have Coach Robert Sala on his show with Bart and Hahn. Today you can tune in from 12 a.m. to 2 p.m. on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Thick Neck, thanks for joining us. All good, man. That's a long show, Bart. I call, well, call Solid Xerxes, man. His name's Xerxes. Well, we call him Xerxes well, in here in New first York. First of all, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, I'm reading exactly what's in front of me. See it right here. You can't it says, do that, man. You can't "I know, do that. I got." Bart, it. He's like Ron Burgundy and Wait, uh-huh. what, that's what the teleprompter says. I have what it to says. read it before I read it. Now that I know, our producer throw him under the bus has given me this that has the wrong time. Hey, Key, I smell diesel fuel, man. You just and that would be right over. And that would be Pat Costello. <laughs> hey, listen, Bart- Twelve a.m. Wake wow. up. Twelve a.m. Wake up and listen to Bart Hahn <laughs> to two p.m. He's going to take a break somewhere in between. Yes. Hey. Everybody get confused with that. Twelve. Twelve is different. That's when the clock turns. You know what I mean? That's the, the a marathon is coming on ESPN Radio. Uh, no doubt about it, Bart. Since you have a fourteen-hour show coming, get some rest. Thanks for joining us this morning. All good. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> But wait, I just read it. Uh, I mean, I wasn't right, even, you know, I'm just reading because I'm programmed that way. to 2 p.m. I'm, I said, damn, that's Jay, a long show. Jay, you didn't correct me the first time I read I know, it. because I was taking back. Because you always be making fun of me when I mess up, when I do the read. I got to enjoy well, I it for a second. I didn't mess up. I read exactly <laughs> what was given to me. You're just following orders. You. I'm following orders. You know how that goes, Jay. Just stay in your lane. Just stay in your lane. You heard us talk about Dan Campbell with Bart Scott. If you didn't hear the press conference yesterday, Uh hang tight. In just a minute or so, we'll dig right into it. And it was a doozy. A lot of people loved it. Bart didn't. We'll dig into it right after this SportsCenter update. AD turns, leans, bounce pass to LeBron with two to shoot. Three-pointer by LeBron. It's good! And the Lakers bomb away in Milwaukee, and that three-pointer should do it. Lakers 111, Bucks 103 inside of a minute to go. Ended up being 113-106 off the lips of John Ireland on ESPN LA 710. Lakers are 8-0 on the road this season. Best road start to a season in franchise history. That says something considering wow. the Lakers' history. Mm. Wow. Think about it. Man, we make it history in eight games on a row, baby. Let's the, go! The King had a season-high 34. The King of the NFL back on the practice field for the second straight day. He's still a limited participant, of course. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes off the concussion that may not have been a concussion in the toe injury. But it's always going to be listed as limited participant because as long as you were in the protocol... That's the max they can list you at. If you're watching the video this morning on television or if you've seen the video on ESPN.com Sports Center yesterday, clearly Mahomes looks like he's moving and moving well. So sometimes the indicator is what it is. The Eagles have hired Nick Sirianni as their head coach. Sirianni was the Colts offensive coordinator the last three years, had three different quarterbacks. The connection here is key as said. Sirianni to Colts head coach Frank Reich. Reich, the offensive coordinator in Philadelphia, when Wentz had a breakout season in 2017 and Foles led them to the Super Bowl. He needs to rejuvenate Carson Wentz, the understatement of the show. Sports Center brought to you by Nature Valley. Feel the rush of a chilly morning. Embrace the possibility of the perfect snack and taste the crunch from 100% whole grain oats. 
Stay outside longer with Nature Valley Oats and Honey Crunchy Granola Bars. We are better outside. Aaron Rodgers has blown through everybody on his way to this NFC Championship. Coming off what Tampa was able to do to Drew Brees, this one is going to be super interesting. Every time I played in Green Bay, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Buffalo, nobody was cold out on the field. It's not that big difference. And to our audio folks, thanks for taking the F out of the LFG for Tom Brady. We appreciate it this morning. All right. It's take your pick style. We're going to just ramp up quarterbacks and guys they're throwing to individual running backs and then have a little fun with Dan Campbell. I promise you, if you haven't heard it, hang tight with us for a few minutes. It will be well worth the wait. Let's set it up. This is the greatness of Aaron Rodgers key. You could literally put anyone next to him here. We're going to pick Robert Tanyan, who had the breakout game earlier this season. Previously, nobody had heard of him. Kid out of Indiana State. Rodgers and Tanyan. Can you believe this is the actual matchup? Rodgers and Tanyan against all reliable. Brady and Gronk. I'm going to take all reliable. I'm going to take two guys that know how to play together, who's come along as the season wore on. They've started to play better toward the end of the stretch here in the playoffs. They're doing a good job. They both have played in the cold before, so that won't be a problem. When you think about Gronkowski, you think about Tom Brady, that is his safety Vile, his blanket, the guy he depends on the most. Big touchdown catch against Green Bay earlier in the year. They certainly understand matchups, Jay. I got these two guys as far as it goes. I'm with you, Keith. Give me Brady and Gronk all day, the most dominant quarterback tight end duo of all time. Let's move on. In the AFC, Josh Allen and Dawson Knox against Patrick Mahomes and a guy that might be trending on becoming the best wide receiver in the history of the NFL. Honestly, if he can keep it up, Mm. Travis Kelsey. Well, I think when you look at the Patrick Mahomes, left arm to Kelsey is better than the right arm. I'm taking those two. It's not even – I mean, I like Josh Allen. I like what they're doing up in Buffalo. But you're talking about two of the top guys at their position in a National Football League, right? Number one and number one. That, that, that's hard to beat. We talk about it in basketball. When you have two guys in the top five, top six on your team at their positions, you win championships. You got the number one tied in in the National Football League, and you got the number one quarterback in the National Football League. There's nothing else to talk about. I mean, come on. Kelsey finished second uh, this season receiving yards behind only Stephon Diggs, and then fifth in catches and sixth in touchdowns. What? What? That's not even a question. Yeah, one more stat I would add there. I mean, we've had some great ones like, you know, Tony Gonzalez and others that have played the tight end position, but Kelsey's the first guy to ever have back-to-back 1,000-yard receiving seasons at the tight end Position. I would have thought somebody would have done it, but Kelsey was the first to break that seal. Let's go to the backfield. Tyreek Hill against Stefan Diggs, Chiefs, Bills, that side key. That's a, again, That's a again, it's a tough one. And, and Stefan Diggs has certainly put himself in the conversation for the top wide receiver this year in the National Football League. But I got to go with the little jitterbug, the all purpose to do everything in Tyreek Hill along with Patrick Mahomes. You match him up single coverage, I dare you to. Either one of these guys, but Tyreek Hill is just something about him that gets you all tickled, right? Watching <laughs> him run up and down the field and just eluding defenders, his little quick feet. You give him a bubble screen to the house. You put him in the slot, deep crossing routes. Nobody can cover him man-to-man. It, same thing can be said for Stephon Diggs, but the guy that's pulling the trigger is special on both ends, but even more special with Patrick Mahomes. Zubin, I'm going to get a slight edge to Diggs here 
and it's just because of the optionality that the Kansas City Chiefs have with all the weapons they can throw the ball to. You know each and every weekend that the secondary's primary focus is to Ooh. stop Stephon Diggs, right? So my thing is, I, just with the way he's played this year, I'm going to give him the slight edge. I would concur, and a lot of it is what you said with regards to reasoning. There's just an embarrassment of riches in Kansas City. If for whatever reason you were to extract Tyree Kill, I still think Patrick Mahomes is lethal. But Stephon Diggs has made Josh Allen the player that he is this year, and I think Diggs deserves a lot of credit for that. All right, last conventional one before we get to the Dan Campbell. Hang on, I promise you'll love it. Mike Evans and, of course, Devontae Adams, Bucks, Packers, those two. You know, I'm going to go with Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. And when you think about it, Tom Brady and Mike Evans have struggled at times this year. Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers have only struggled because he was coming off of injury. He is trending upwards as becoming the number one guy in the National Football League at that position. He is so special. When he gets into the red zone, the things that they can do with him, me and Dan Orlowski talked about it on NFL Live yesterday. They motion him across formations. They put him in different spots. He also can line up outside, do the fade, the back shoulder, the in line. You put him in the backfield. You motion him out of the backfield. He can run the slant out of the slot. It's just so many different things that you could do with Devontae Adams. In the red zone, Mike Evans is a slant fade guy. Mm-hmm. He's going to run a slant or a fade. Doesn't, doesn't do a whole lot for me. Zubin, mm. one of your lines, <laughs> sit on this for a second, right? <laughs> Think about this for a second. Go for it. Devontae Adams has posted 115 catches, 1,374 yards, mm. and 18 touchdowns mm. while missing two games this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sit, I mean, that's, I mean, that he, speaks for itself. He, he's a baller. And Mike Evans in his own right is a baller too. Agreed. But I just love the fact that Devontae Adams is able to just do – I could do so much with him, you know. And he's such a, he's such a great kid and a hard worker. I love saying stuff like that. And he's very <laughs> smart. We should mention two games. Jay mentioned hamstring injury and the self-proclaimed best wide receiver in football. So he's got that swag as well. All right, here we go. Dan Campbell introduced yesterday as the head coach of the Detroit Lions. Is he finally going to be the guy that turns around this franchise? He said some wild things. I want you to hear three of the wildest, and then we'll take your pick. Which one was the wildest, craziest, nuttiest? Here we go. Dan Campbell is up. Sound bite number one. And so this team's going to be built on, uh, we're going to kick you in the teeth, all right? And, and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off, all right? Hmm. Okay. Ah. That's just the appetizer. Here comes the main course. Get the bleep button ready. I can sit up here and give you coach speak all day long. I can give you, uh, you know, hey, we're going to win this many games. I can't. But none of that matters, and you guys don't want to hear it anyway. You've had enough of that. So excuse my language. Lions fans totally understand they have had enough of that bleep for sure. And then, remember, his surname is Campbell, but he might not have even been the hottest Campbell on the coaching market this offseason. You know, the head coach search, how I ended up here. One of the things would be that I, I told my agent, Rick Smith, I said, make sure that they think I'm Matt Campbell. So <laughs> I think that's how this has really uh, worked out great for me. So The great coach from Iowa State. Which one was the craziest, fellas? Take your pick. I, well, I wouldn't call it crazy. It was more for me. It was the, the freshness. I'm not giving you coach speak. 
Like, this is who I am. So Bart thought that was nuts. You like this. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it. Again, I may be a little biased. He was one of my favorite ex-teammates in Dallas. And you know what I used to call him? Strong Jaws. Because he was just, everything was intense. I mean, I, I, I spoke to Dan the other day and, and congratulated him. And it's just, I think he's going to do a hell of a job. I think he's going to, he, he, I think he's going to be a second contract coach in Detroit. Whatever that means, Jay. I'm going to go biting the kneecaps. I get the intensity. There's no, I get it. I understand what he's doing. But, you know. It's just, Key, how many, but, it's, I'm just it's how cool, many times do you have to go through the scenario? You knock me down, I'll get up, I'll bite your kneecap. You knock yeah. me down again, I'll get up, I'll bite the other kneecap. Knock me down again, I'll bite your tummy. I'm like, well, damn, how Man, many times that, you get knocked that's down? The, that's the coaching in him, you know. He just <laughs> – Intense coach, you know. I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he'll break his hand at some point while he's coaching, hitting a wall that he didn't realize was brick when he punched it <laughs> in the locker room when they're down by 35 or something. He'll come in ah! and he'll be like, "Oh, I think I need some ice." It is. It's made to happen with Dan. Just hire the right offensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn as a defensive coordinator. In great assistant coaches, and he'll be fine. Head coach Dan Campbell, probable to return in the second half. Yeah. Never seen the coach on the injury report before. On the way, a guy that's got the best insight you could ever want on Tom Brady in the NFC and what's at stake for the Bills Ooh. in the AFC. Ooh. Played for both teams. Knows TB12 really well. Tom Brady looking for his 10th Super Bowl appearance. Bruce Arians ain't playing, man. He can't help them between the white lines. Aaron Rodgers ain't really paying attention to it like that. Whatever the spread is on this game, give it to me and more for Green Bay. I'm just going to tell you that right now. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. What's different for Rodgers in this playoff run? Mentally, he's just in such a good spot. Present is such a gift. Having fans at our stadium and maybe snow on an NFC championship game. Whatever the spread is on this game, give it to me and more for Green Bay. I'm going to tell you that right now. 
Tom Brady looking for his 10th Super Bowl appearance. Bruce Arians ain't playing, man. He can't help them between the white lines. Aaron Rodgers ain't really paying attention to it like that. That's fair from Key, but a guy that's paid attention to Tom Brady for so many years joins us. He's now officially a friend of the program. I believe this is his third appearance. It's Matt Castle, the former Trojan, so Key's always going to give the seal of approval there. Played Absolutely. In, played in the NFL, of course, as a backup to Brady with the Patriots. He also was a Bills quarterback, so he's got some vested interest on both sides. And where I want to start with you here, Matt, good morning. Thanks for joining us. You know, there's been a kind of a, a discussion in Boston this week on – how should Pats fans feel about Tom Brady? Should they root for him this weekend? Yes, he walked away from the franchise, as was his right to do, but he brought so much joy to the entire franchise and that long-suffering fan base. So I'm just going to lay it on you now that you're retired, living in Nashville, you're a fan. Should a Pats fan feel good about rooting for Tom Brady? Hell yes, they got nothing else to root for right now, so they should be. <laughs> to me, I would say, you know what? He gave you 20 years, and you talk about dedication, professionalism. He did it the right way. He did everything that they asked. I mean, you have to admire that and appreciate it. Of course it hurts when, you know, your franchise quarterback leaves leaves and goes somewhere else and is having success, and your team didn't have the same success this year. But at the end of the day, for what he gave to you and the dedication for a big part chunk of his career, obviously his entire career, this last part is just a little blimp on the screen considering that. But, I mean, yeah, I would be happy for him. Not me. Uh-uh. <laughs> I, hope he throw four, I hope he throw four <laughs> picks a quarter. If I'm a Pats fan, I'm, I, you left me. You left me standing in the ocean looking outward. That can't help you. Let me ask you this, though, Matt. Tom has won six and been to nine Super Bowls. He's entering his 14th championship game, 13 in the AFC, one in the NFC. Do you see him winning the seventh Super Bowl and saying, you know, I've had an, I'm, I'm, I've, I'm tired. I want to just live mm. and I'm done. You know what? I think I, this is what I truly believe about Tom Brady is that if he wins and he says, I just want to go live life, like living life to him is playing football. Like he loves <laughs> it. He absolutely loves it. He'd rather do football than anything else in this world other than probably be with his family. He said that since day one. I remember as a young young rookie coming in and I was doing something like there was, you know, they offered one of these internship classes that I could do and going into my second year and I went and did it and I coming back and he's like, what are you doing? Why aren't you studying your playbook? And I said, oh, I'm, I did, did this real estate class that they offered and he goes, Castle, if you don't dedicate 100% to what you're doing at this job, then you won't be here for very long. Mm-hmm. This is the best job in the world, and you need to put everything that you have into it so that you can be successful and play it for as long as you can. And that's always been his approach. And so I, even if he wins the Super Bowl this year, I can see he's always said, I want to play until I'm 45, and he's trying to do that. Mm. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Matt Castle joins us on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear. Helping you discover the road ahead. Good year. More driven. You like that, don't you, Matt? He loves the reads, Matt. He loves he loves the reads. I, I kind of want to do like the barking in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this though. Uh it, it look, I, this is going to come up, right? Because it it started the beginning of the season when he made the decision to go to Tampa and there was no quarterback in New England the comparisons of Tom Brady going to the championship game and potentially the Super Bowl in his first year 
with Bruce Arians and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Bill Belichick getting ready for the draft <laughs> without Tom Brady. Who wins this and why? You know what? I mean, it's funny because everybody wants to talk about, it. oh, well, was it Belichick? Was it Brady? I mean, obviously it's a combination of both. I've been around both guys. I've been around a lot of different coaches in my career. Nobody's better than Bill Belichick at what he does, the head coach, how he has his, how he has his players prepared week in and week out. And I've also been around Tom. Look, he's the best quarterback to ever play the game. So there's a combination of that. At the same time, if you're talking about this year, I don't think that it eliminates anything that Bill and Brady accomplished together by any means. And I don't think you give, uh, okay, Bill gets all the credit here, Brady gets, or, or Brady gets all the credit. The fact of the matter is, when you go, when Brady goes to somewhere and they've got that much talent around him, the, the Mike Evans of the world, the Chris Godwins, the Scotty Millers, the Antonio Browns, the Gronks, I mean, and you, you put uh, that type of quarterback, that caliber of player, around those people that are naturally going to make him better just because of his general approach, his, his ability to get guys to do what he wants them to do, um, he's going to have success. Now, I didn't know if it was going to be immediate, which we all saw a little bit of ups and downs as they got going. But at the end of the day, Tom has definitely validated anybody that had any question marks about him being able to be successful in another system. And, uh, I mean, that, that's what I'd say this year answered for me. Mm-hmm. Well said, Matt. We got to run. Enjoy the games this weekend. Thank you. Fight on. You got it, fellas. Thanks, Matt. On the way, four great quarterbacks left. One new head coach has to address his quarterback situation. It's dicey. It's next.